Okay. Well, we've already done so much work in the last (laughs) half hour. We've done like a month's worth of two-game mat stuff in the last half hour. And when I arrived today, I did not know we were going to be doing that much work. Neither did I. Matt Steele got here and we're like, oh, the Beyonce Verizon ad has been premiered. Let's watch that. We watched it. And then as soon as we hop back on the Discord, which you can be a part of if you join our Patreon, patreon.com slash two-game mats, they're like, oh, Act 2 got announced. Go back to her fucking Instagram. And I was like, oh, great. And so we get on there. We see Act 2 announced. We see the commercial that looks like nope. And then we are about to set up, about to start podcast recording. Like, oh, the first two songs from Act 2 have dropped. So we have reacted to those already before our usual time of recording this podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast on Monday or beyond, welcome. If we sound crazy, it's because we've had a crazy night up until now. A crazy, like, 45 minutes leading up to this. It's been wild. So let me tell you, I'm going to sleep good tonight because I'm (laughs) going to be so tired. And I will as well. And I'm going to speak with this southern accent the entire podcast. What if I did that? I think that'd be great. Act two. Act two. Not called Renaissance. Not called Renaissance. It's called something else. Who knows what it's going to be called? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. (laughs) Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Two Gay Matt's the podcast. It is Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And as we told you, we've had a very exciting half hour. Yes. A lot of new wires were getting hooked up so we could <laughs> have the headphones in and we live streamed our reaction to uh, the two new Beyonce songs for the new Beyonce era for yes. the new Beyonce act, the country act. Country and act. Uh, now we are here on the podcast and I guess we're going to talk about Beyonce some more along with some other stuff. There Don't will worry. be other stuff. The Wicked trailer dropped. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean, let's get real. <laughs> It just, we did listen to 16 Carriages and uh, Texas Hold'em together. And we are people who have loved Daddy Lessons from the moment we heard it on Lemonade. So the fact that she's giving us a full album, a full act of music in which she is reclaiming country music. You know, I I, I feel like there was a theory about the acts when they were first announced. It's like, this first album's going to be dance. The next era is going to either be rock or country because she wants to go through the genres that people think of as white genres these days that actually have you know, like all music, black roots. And that is proving to be true, and I cannot be happier about it. I cannot wait for the fucking country record coming out on uh, March 29th, very soon. And because you hear those layers, you hear those vocals, you hear the storytelling aspect, the musicality, it's all coming together. I can't, I don't want to get ahead of myself. No. But I also love some fucking rock. <laughs> I love uh, some fucking. Oh, that is what I'm excited for. I mean, and the fact that it's going to be the last one, it is going to go off. I absolutely. If it's a rock well. album. Absolutely. Totally well. Because you know what? I love just as much as Daddy Lessons. You know what song has risen for me through the years as one of my favorite Beyonce songs? Which one? That is Don't Hurt Yourself. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if we get an album of Don't Hurt Yourself. Give me a break. Like, you know, I've always loved Don't Hurt Yourself. You have as well. And the idea that we're just getting so many different genres, like the breadth of her artistry is it's just overwhelming. The fact that she truly can walk into any genre and treat it as if it is her own and has been since the beginning of time, icon. She's great, but Matt Palmer, how was your week? (laughs) I don't even remember. Like, what did I even do before tonight? Don't know, Um, don't know. Well, I watched a movie that's going to come up a little bit later. And so, you know, I'm working through some of my Oscar-nominated films, and so I watched that on Saturday, and that will be nice to discuss with you. Uh, And then on Friday, or no, actually on Saturday, we met up with a friend of Jackson's name, Christina, who uh, they worked in podcasting together, and so it was great. We went to a bar close by us and had a nice little happy hour with her, and and then today I went over to Jackson's godparents who hosted like a little bit.
bit of a Super Bowl party, and we watched the Super Bowl, and I'm sure I'll speak a little bit about Usher's performance. Well, I can speak about it now. He did a good job. Good. Usher did great. He sounds great. He skated onto the stage at moments. I thought the song selection was fantastic. There were, of course, a couple of his very popular songs that I don't like. He performed like OMG and My Boo, but... They're giant hits. It makes sense. And even remember when I said on Two Game Mats when Usher was announced, I could see Alicia Keys working in perfectly in his set because of my boo, and she could sing a little bit of If I Ain't Got You, XYZ. What happened exactly? That. She came on. She sang If I Ain't Got You. They went into my boo. I will say people have been talking a little bit of shit about Alicia Keys' vocal prowess. And I must say, her songs are hard, guys. Like, mm. she sings pretty high in her register. She's probably more of an alto, but goes up into that soprano we air well not really she just belts higher than soprano i don't know if i call it soprano until she belts a little higher than maybe is natural for her so leave alicia alone is what i'm saying she's a very great great talent has done a lot of great work a brilliant talent, brilliant songwriter get out of here um and so uh that was great and then also i love seeing usher skate around i loved how many people popped up even if i don't like him well i am popped up little john popped up alicia keys uh jermaine dupree who collaborator of mariah and usher for all of their careers it was just it was a great show uh, the song selection was great I think it could have been like a little sometimes the transitions were a little like quick cuts in which I would have rather feel like a little bit more melded together but that's nitpicking like, we are spoiled with some Beyonce transitions that's and the stuff thing. like that <laughs> absolutely you know? and um, so yes he did a great job and it also was just great to revisit all those songs he ended on yeah just like he should have and he did You Don't Have to Call which I was hoping he would do and didn't think it was a possibility so I really liked his set list uh, primarily that's great I yeah. mean I did not see anything of the Usher performance because yes. I was driving up to Matt Palmer's place and so but you know Usher's a great performer so I have no doubt it was really, really fantastic yes. and really, really fun. Uh, when I went on to Twitter, right when I parked outside your place, all uh-huh. I saw was just musical theater Twitter, like sharing Starlight Express pictures <laughs> and like Starlight Express like tweets being like, Usher's Super Bowl halftime show. He said revive Starlight Express. It's the show by uh-huh. Andrew Lloyd Webber where... Um, basically, uh, it's about trains and people oh. play trains. Like, you know, cats. I do know it's cats. It's kind of like cats, but, in, <laughs> but instead of everyone being a cat, everyone is a train. Oh, and right. so while they're choo-chooing around, they're on roller skates. And that was a whole uh, thing. It was very successful in London, not as successful on Broadway. I mean. Um, but, you know, it's nice that Usher paid homage to that. I don't know if that's what he was doing, but and, I love that the Broadway fans had something to chat about. Exactly. You know, I mean, and the thing is, like, people were talking about that as much as they were talking about the Wicked trailer. Yes, it's yeah. true. And the so, Wicked trailer was very talked about yes um okay so i guess we should dive in well, my to... week was good too oh was your week good great <laughs> it, it was fine nothing super i saw zone of interest again which oh. I, it was my second time seeing it in theaters yes oh. and my god i mean what a fantastic film i also finished big brother canada 8 which was very upsetting because that it ended with like of them course. getting kicked out of the house from covid which mm. is, it was a very triggering episode of television I'm that i watched sure. and that's literally about it guys let's talk about Beyonce. <laughs> Let's, let's talk about Beyonce. Let's talk about what really matters. I mean, I don't know if there's much to say that we have not said already, but her uh, Verizon ad, which was being teased for a while because, um, you know, they had uh, the actor from Veep whose name escapes me, Tony Hale, I want to say, uh, was like be, being seen in a picture like squeezing lemons and making lemonade. And like he was pictured with uh, Renee, the Renaissance horse. And so we all were like, oh, this is a Beyonce's high end. She got paid a bunch of muck- fucking money to do this. But I was thinking... Maybe this isn't anything. Maybe she's just doing a commercial because she wants to make some money. Maybe she's, you know, there's some tie-in with a streaming service where she's going to put up the Renaissance film, whatever. But then you watch the whole... uh the whole commercial it's very cute it's like oh it opens with like what my house uh, music video could look like and uh, I'm like her trying to break the internet but Verizon's just too strong and she can't even break it because Verizon's such great internet or whatever and so (laughs) you're watching it like cute cute glad she got her money and then at the very end she says "All right." time to drop the new new music now. And that's when I just gasped. And me and Matt were like, wait, what did she just say? (laughs) And so we went back to her Instagram and there was nothing posted. Uh, But then like minutes later, we go onto the Discord and find out that, oh no, she has announced act two of her, uh, you know, trilogy that she has said is going to be a trilogy. I always believed was going to be a trilogy. Matt Steele did not. (laughs) I just figured act two was scrapped just like the visuals. No way. No way. How dare I doubt? How dare you doubt? I'm I'm so, please forgive me. I mean, we still never got those visuals but, <laughs> yes. but it's just while I have no doubt that the album will be utterly fantastic and 
the Grammys owe her an album of the year, Grammy. They do. Would it not be absolutely bonkers if Beyonce wins her <laughs> album of the year Grammy for a country? It would be wild. Album. It would be. Absolutely it would be wild. unreal. And the fact that. She will be competing with Taylor Swift. Which, guys. I'm not ready for the discourse. I'm already dreading it. I posted (laughs) what I truly thought was an innocuous clip of us talking about Taylor Swift winning album of the year on uh, our TikTok and Instagram reels or whatever. And they're so pissed. And I'm like, guys, I was being nice. That was me. You don't even know my nice voice. That was me being nice. If you'd like me to be a bitch, I can, but I really wasn't. I mean, the people who know, who have followed Two Game Ads for a long time know that that was your nice voice. If you don't know us and you would like to get to know us, you can like and subscribe. Thank you. Please do. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm excited to see them like be, be their hands in hand together at the Grammys because they're buds, they're friends. Yes. And remember, they I, went to each other's movie premieres. Like yes. these are people that love and respect each other. And I know that at that movie premiere, like Beyonce was just like, "Hey Taylor, what you got in your back pocket this year?" And she's like, "Ooh, a real sad, br- full like breakup album." And Beyonce's probably like, "Nice." <laughs> and Taylor was like, "What you got, B?" And Beyonce was like, "Ooh, you know, just a little country." And Taylor was probably just like, "Yes." <laughs> yeah, like, I wonder if she sent Taylor some songs. It was like, "What do you think of these?" That's like country queen. Do you think they text each other? I know. Hope so. That's so cute. It would be very cute. Oh, that's great. And I love that she announced it with like, it's not that long between now and the album. You know, sometimes yeah. you hear album announcements and you're like, oh, I have to wait four months for this. But yeah, no. like we're hearing on the live stream that Lana Del Rey is releasing a country album and it's like, oh, when? And someone said in September. And I'm like, what? That's a long <laughs> that's runway, a long right? Way. You could like change that album completely if you felt like it. So I'm happy that Act Two is really happening and that it has a date that is very soon. And I just... I'm so happy to live at the same time as Beyonce. I know. know, We all think it and feel it every day, but I just needed to verbalize. Like, it is truly an honor to witness her craft grow and be, like, just, like, it's overwhelming how much great art she puts in the world, but I'm just so appreciative that she does. Yeah. I mean, she sings about it in 16 Carriages. She does. She's like, I just want something for people to remember me. Yes. And it's like, oh, we we will. Don't worry. We will. (laughs) Do not. The legacy is like, check. Yeah, like, we got that already. (laughs) Absolutely. just, Just keep giving us more and more. Please. <sighs> so. Yeah, other stuff happened. Did you see that Wicked Part 1 teaser? Which I, I forgot it was Part 1. But I, I know. <laughs> I, the thing is, they showed parts of Part 2. Did they? Yeah, I mean, yeah. They definitely showed, they definitely, it looks like stuff from like, thank goodness. It looks like mm. stuff from the ending, like an as long as your mind moment. Like, so it definitely showed the full Wicked. What do we call a movie series that's two? Like a tree, like three du- is a duology? A duology. Duology. Sure. duology. Short, whatever. I'm very excited. It looks wonderful. I mean, it's wicked. Like, we're all just, like, chomping at the bits for, like, some wicked content. I mean, we were all, like, well, not all of us, but, like, me and Matt Palmer were in high school when Wicked came out. And it was, like, such a huge thing, especially in the musical theater community. So the fact that we get, like, a full movie version finally is so exciting. Like, Ariana and Cynthia looked great. Beautiful. Everything looked really wonderful. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It looked very Marvel. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it looked very, like, this is the, like, aesthetic of the time. Like, we are. Like we are going to be a big movie. Yes. It's I'm I'm excited. I mean, John Chu is a really great director. I mean, um, and I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. It was just a teaser. It was a teaser. So and John Chu did Crazy Rich Asians. He did Crazy Rich Asians. Mm. He did In the Heights. Oh, um, and I mean, he got his start doing music videos. I think so. so the like, cinematography is going to be on fucking point. Yeah, well, I mean, there's also budget here. <laughs> right. No, so there is. There's a budget for there's, Wicked. There's budget for Wicked guys. I can't believe it. So uh, I'm I'm really excited. They. I don't know. Cynthia sounded great. Sing. I do think it's weird that they did spoil like literally. I know the thing we wait for <laughs> for Wicked, which is the ah, right. which is called the oh, what did the people the fans call oh, girl, it? I don't know that the the call the call. Okay, I don't know. I forget. <laughs> um, so I do think it is interesting that they kind of spoiled that. But uh, who knows? Maybe another version was used for the actual exactly. Thing. This you was never the know. version for the teaser. You never know. You never know. But I'm excited. I I'm love excited. cinema, especially movie. Musicals, and so we'll be seeing it over Thanksgiving because it yeah. opens November twenty seventh, twenty twenty four, which also feels like a long way away. But you need more of a runway for a cinematic event like Wicked versus, yeah. you know, Lana's Lasso. Yeah. Um, so yes, that's very exciting. Uh, your good friend Monique uh, appeared on a show called Club Shay Shay, which, by the way, I cannot believe this man's podcast interview YouTube channel is called Club Shay Shay. Like, how wild! Iconic. But, uh, I love that he, for some reason, has since the Cat Williams interview has been just going vi- so fucking viral. So all of these comedians come on that show to be like, I have shit to say and I want to be unfiltered and like semi unchallenged <laughs> by this interviewer who's not great. And Monique was the the next one on. Did you watch the full? 
interview. I actually didn't watch the full oh, interview, but I did see pretty much every clip there is of online course. multiple times. So I, I saw the full interview pretty much. <laughs> um, I just love how he was just like, okay, that Cat Williams thing was huge. You know who I need to get next. <laughs> Hello? You know who's got some stuff to say. She does. And uh, Monique is so fucking funny. <laughs> She's so, like, that entire clip where she is yelling at him, uh, like, being 50, whatever, and oh. like tr- and trying to date younger women and everything. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, like, get you need an here. old fat woman. You need an old <laughs> fat woman. That's what you fucking need because you can't be keeping up with these 26-year-old idiots. I'm I like, know. She is so, like, Monique, the thing I love about Monique and her comedy is the fact that she... Her style of comedy is like she feels like your best friend. Like mm. she's like what I would call like comfort comedy. Yes. Like she feels like your coworker in the cubicle next to you <laughs> who you're all mad at the boss. And every time the <laughs> boss walks by, she like mutters to you, like looks you in the eye and just goes, what the fuck is this bullshit? And you're just like, she's just like so relatable and such a great storyteller. I mean, she also had more high stakes things to talk about. I was going to say, <laughs> I've seen a bit of a clip of uh, her discussing Oprah. Mm-hmm. And so wait. The clip I saw, I was a little confused by. Did Oprah have uh, Monique's family on her talk show? Oh, or that's something? what all the beef is oh, about. Oh, I, I never knew that's what it was about. Yes, because what happened was, I, mean, I forget like all of the exact details, but it was something along the lines of Monique came out when Precious was coming out, how she uh, was abused sexually by her older brother mm. uh, when she was younger. Okay. And, uh, you know, she came out, and Monique, I want to say Oprah, when all this was happening, Oprah was like, I think Oprah did ask her, like, is it okay if I interview your brother? Mm. And I, I forget what Monique said. I forget if she said yes or no, but, like, Oprah did do the interview, but okay. also Oprah brought the whole family on. Mm. And I think what Monique is very upset about was the fact that the whole family came and did the interview and Monique was not privy to that. Oh. Um, and so she feels like Oprah sort of, like, took advantage of her, you know, very tragic right. and triggering story mm. uh, just for, like, some sort of rating. So so Monique is, that's, I think that's, like, a big thing as to, like, why Monique is upset with Oprah. And I, and I Monique said that she talked to Oprah um, mm. at some gathering, like, a little while after the fact and said, um, like, Oprah, like, I, re- I really want to talk about what you did because you really, like, upset me. I feel like, you know, you took advantage of me mm. here. Um and she doesn't feel like Oprah really like sort of took accountability for that um, or admitted that like, you know, she was in the wrong. So right. I, I mean, it's it's a rough situation. I mean, it's I I mean, I don't know what to say. I'm not Monique. Yeah. I'm also not Oprah. Like I, I what? you're not Oprah. I'm not Oprah. <laughs> not yet, ladies and gentlemen, unless you subscribe to two gay Mads oh until we build the, the empire. Wild. Um, but I mean, Monique, absolutely. Like if that is how she feels, right. like she's absolutely entitled to those feelings. And it's you know? so funny and not funny, but like, it's weird that this exact fight has happened where on the housewives because <laughs> season, I think it was Phaedra's second season on the show and it ties back into traders, which I'm sure will come up at some point. But Nene, like, for whatever reason, Nene and Phaedra were kind of feuding after their first year of Housewives. They had, like, an interchange, uh, an, an exchange at the reunion where Phaedra's like, I knew you in high school. And Nene's like, no, you didn't. And so they are arguing about whether they knew each other in high school. Mm-hmm. And Phaedra, in her second season, decides to film with some of Nene's family members, who Nene is estranged from. They didn't use it in the show, but Nene was so fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. Because it does feel like a line being crossed. Oh, yeah. It's just like... If you have a question, I'm the person you know. Mm-hmm. Ask me. Talk to me. Going to my family feels like going behind someone, like behind yeah. my back a bit. Yeah. And um, to quote what Nini said in discussion of this, she said, "You never win when you play dirty, honey." <laughs> Talking yeah. to Phaedra, even though she is doing well in the traders. <laughs> yeah, of, of course. That yes. game's more about playing. Yeah. So I completely <laughs> understand where Monique is coming from and why she is. Upset, and, I, and yes. the interview was very much every person who she's like had problems with. She's so funny because she'll then look directly into the camera and she'll be like, "But Oprah, I want you to understand, we love you, we love you, I love you. I just want you that. to know what you did." And I, I think she just like wants the the sort of public apology, yeah. you know, because also because of all this, you know, Oprah got like such a bad reputation from people who had so much more power than her, and right. so she feels like she was thrown under the bus by these powerful people like Oprah, like Tyler Perry, mm. and so. Yeah, and did so, Monique feel like she was blacklisted for a while there? Oh, completely, oh. yeah. I mean, uh, like, people would, like, told her. I think it was Lee Daniels who told her, like, you've been, like, blackballed. Mm. And, and then he made that public, which then make pe- other people in the industry go, oh, why was she blackballed? Is she a problem? Well, we don't want to work with her. Like, oh, like when you talk about someone publicly, like, their reputation, regardless of if it's true or not, gets tarnished. Totally. And so Monique missed out on so many opportunities. Yeah. Um, and so I completely understand where Monique is coming from and why she is upset. 
you know? So, and I don't know. I just, I just think she is such an incredibly, incredibly talented woman. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I understand where she's coming from and everything she is saying. So I, I have respect for her. Yes. I have a lot of respect for her. Uh, well, not to promote another podcast hosted by two gays, uh-huh. <laughs> but I listened to last week's Lost Culturistas with Tina Fey, uh, and this is the uh, Bowen Yang, Matt Rogers podcast, and Tina Fey, obviously, icon of my life. I oh. love Tina Fey for so long. Mm-hmm. Mean Girls, we discussed ad nauseum this year, and fucking 30 Rock. Like, the woman's a legend. No one can write a funnier, more joke-filled script that works. Yeah, so we want more scripts. We want more scripts. The full movies. Thank and you, Tina Fey. their whole thing on Lost Culturistas is at the end of the episode, they're like, okay, you of 60 seconds to like rail against something in pop culture. Oh, is that why she was speaking so fast? Yes. Iconic. And so Tina's like, I wrote some notes down because I, you know, am old and can't remember everything. But her, I don't think so, honey, was, I don't think so, honey, Bowen Yang, giving your real opinions out there about movies, you are too famous to do that at this point. And it's truly the funniest clip you've ever seen. It's both a mix of funny and very like sad and true because it's like that he's in a tough position because the whole thing with the podcast is like, oh, I, the these are my legitimate opinions. And like, I heard his episode where they were talking about how they didn't like Saltburn and how like, oh, this, he also said something like Rosamund Pike has never landed it for me. Like he's really like, oh my God, that is a hot take. It was a lot I of hot takes. I think she lands everything. <laughs> a lot of hot takes, a lot of hard truths. And Tina's like, you are too fucking famous. Mm-hmm. You hang out with Ariana and SpongeBob now. <laughs> and the quote that like everyone is repeating, which is brilliant. Authenticity is dangerous and expensive. Well, and no one knows that more than who? <laughs> Monique. <laughs> that, that is true. Yeah. And, and we will know it soon. Once we hit 1,000, 100,000 subscribers hey. on YouTube, well, you will suddenly see us be a lot nicer. You'll see Matt Steele be nicer. The thing is, we are very nice. I agree! When we criticize stuff, we are nice. And you know, sometimes some rudeness does slip out, but guys, it slips out of everyone. No one is perfect, not even Oprah. (laughs) And so, like, everyone has, you know, a little rude moment every once in a while. And I think it, you know, I guess it would be weirder if we were, like, in Wicked. (laughs) You know, the movie, and then also talking shit about Rosamund Pike. But to me, it's like, but that's what people signed up for with the podcast. So I get that you're in a tough spot. I it get is a tough, in a tough spot. spot. Yeah. And I love how she tells Matt Rogers. And she's like, and you, you have about a year left. Like, so like definitely acknowledging <laughs> right. like you're a little below. Right. You're not quite like, at the same level, like you're but soon. There, so keep working at it. Uh, I also thought, thought you wanted to talk about her quote about Mean Girls. This was one of her backup. <laughs> I don't think so, honey. where she was like, I don't think so, honey. This is a quote. I won't even say the word, you little Broadway C-words who were so mad about two lines in Revenge Party. And then she listed off all of the incredible singers who are in Mean Girls, like Renee Rapp, like Jaquel Spivey, uh, like Auli E. Cravalho. Someone was very obviously not mentioned. But to me, that read as... But who gave my favorite performance in the movie? I'll just say That it. to me read as Paramount made us hire her. <laughs> Paramount Plus, may I gave you all the people I could, and Paramount made us hire this girl that we all know can't sing. I took it as, of first of all, I mean, just like what she called those Broadway TikTokers. <laughs> girl, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I took it as kind of just like, guys, it's two lines in a song. There is a mixture of people of varying like levels of stuff. We got like the powerhouse vocals, the powerhouse like comedic performances, like stuff like that. Like we have a wonderful mixed salad of so much good stuff yeah. and you're screaming about like, I don't even know what two lines they're talking about, but like uh, like ab so fucking lutely. Why are you like harping on this thing that like is like that I personally like really enjoy and I thought was really well done. Just like two things that you that personally like weren't exactly the thing that you expected mm. you know maybe I mean, go into the movie with an open mind okay yes, I, I thought the movie was fantastic I, I will stay oh on record God. until the day I die I think that Mean Girls movie musical was really fucking I great. enjoyed it I did not say I didn't enjoy it but going into a musical and expecting the cast members especially Katie Heron to be able to sing is not a big ask she could sing it, she, it just wasn't the same type of vocal that's like a Renee Rapp give. But you know who I don't want to sound the same? R- Regina and Katie. Sure. They are different characters, and her voice works perfectly for her character, I thought. According to you, yes. You, and you, know you what? did think that. And you, you know what? That is my authentic thought. truth. And my authenticity, as Tina Faye said, is very expensive. I'm glad it's expensive, <laughs> because mine is also expensive, and the truth is I thought the girl was bad. And I like her. I'm sure she's a nice young lady. She, it just didn't work. I so I'm with the Broadway TikTokers. You keep saying your the truth. Little, the little, uh, Broadway, yes, mm-hmm. I am with them. Okay. I'm with you. What Avril well, say? I'm, she said I'm with you. Well, I'm with multiple Emmy Award winning Tina Fey. Mm, well, I don't think. Thank you. <laughs> Tina didn't say she loved that girl. 
<laughs> she said there were other people who she were great. She loves everyone who were who was involved. I'm she sure. She's thankful that she that movie got made and she got a paycheck. That, those are two things she would say publicly. <laughs> yes, I'm sure there are some fucking eye messages being like this girl sucks. <laughs> Uh, how do you feel about the best casting category at the Oscars? Oh my God, I forgot all about this. I mean, it's exciting. Like, I I think, you know, it's wonderful to award. Like, there are so many crafts that go into movie making and, you know, television and, and every art form that don't really get acknowledged by the public. Yes. And so I think it's wonderful that, like, there's another sort of spotlight on some, a new, like, group of people who do work very hard. I do worry. Oh. I do worry that, like, some of the people voting will not really understand the, the award will not really understand the category and it'll literally just be cons- like people will just vote for the the cast that has like the most names right I could which that. is like let's get real which is what sometimes like the SAG awards do mm. like it's it's kind of like you see all the names and you're like oh this is the best casting right. but it's like no like a casting director's job is more than just like who can hire the most famous people right. like, like I want to see uh, people like casting directors who get creative with their casting who go out of their way and don't just like pick a name like oh is Matt Damon available like that is so <laughs> easy I want to see like the uh, like the casting director for um, like a Sean Baker project like mm. he did he did um, Tangerine he did the Florida project he did Red Rocket because Sean Baker casts like non-actors like real like legitimate people right um, I mean actors are legitimate people <laughs> <laughs> This is authentic like, self, guys. But, like, but people who have never, like the lead of the Florida Project, uh, who played uh, the young girl's mother, he found her, I think, like on Instagram or something. Wow. And, and you love that movie. Oh, the Florida Project was the best movie of 2017. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sean <laughs> Baker. Um, and she, it was the role that was originally offered to Britney Spears. Uh, and um, and her performance is so fantastic because like she is so authentic in that role. Like if you see a Sean Baker film, like whether it's your personal taste or not, like you cannot deny that like the uh, like a huge appeal to them is that every character and every performance like feels so authentic and it's like oh I've never seen someone like this in a movie before who right. like it doesn't feel like if, if there's like a gang member or something like it it doesn't feel like an actor putting on a costume like it feels so genuine and authentic and that casting process must be interesting right. and so I I hope that films like that are the films that take home the Oscar for best casting director I would hope so that's, that's when casting directors are allowed to like be really creative right. and clever and so I really hope that that is the kind of stuff they award um, yes I could see that happening I'm hoping that you know I put my trust in the academy hopefully they'll make the right choice you know I do not trust the recording academy and I, <laughs> but I trust the academy that puts the Oscars a bit more so I'm hopeful that they will okay. do something <laughs> Listen, listen. A bit more. They, they've burned me a few times. But ne- never like. But listen, every every voting body has burned everyone a few times. Yes. No, I'm just, no, I'm nobody's just, perfect, not even Oprah. I'm just <laughs> sick of being burned. Um, why did Josh Brolin write a poem to Timothy Chalamet? Because some people are poets at heart. He was inspired by the Taylor Swift album. He is he is head of the poets department. <laughs> he is, yeah, it's the tortured poet himself, and Josh Brolin. Says about his poem for Timothy Chalamet. It's pretty short, so I'll just read it. Your face is etched by adolescence. Your cheekbones jump toward what are youth-laden eyes that slide down a prominent nose onto lips of a certain poetry. And by the way you hold and the way you hold my gaze makes me fear my own age. Because something in me tells me you are going to offer me something, and for now I'm not sure it's going to be something I want anymore. It's a little romantic. <laughs> I mean, uh, man's never written that for me. I know, if um, only. I would love it if someone told me, like, oh, your visuals like make me fearful of my own age. Because that means that I look really young and I'm so intimidatingly young looking. Well, maybe 12 years ago. Um, how did this get released? I don't know. I th- is it promotional? You can find the poem uh, Dune Exposures, a photography book made by cinematographer Greg, uh, Greg Fraser on the set of the film by... Uh, with writing by Josh Brolin. So apparently it's a, a book. Was it like sort of like he wrote this in character? Like this is like his character? Who You know what? Josh Brolin has come into my restaurant several times. <laughs> has he? I can ask him. I yeah, mean, ask he, him. he literally hasn't been in years since we got rid of our key lime pie. Oh, he loved that key he lime. He loved our key lime pie. I and love he key lime pie too. Why'd they get rid of it? I don't know. I feel like you guys, no shade to your company, make a lot of changes to the menu that like. Listen, I'm not in control of this I menu. I know that, but I'm just saying if you could tell them that I really like a key lime pie and to reconsider getting it back on I the mean, menu. Our key lime pie was fucking phenomenal. Well, yeah, I should have you it. Would agree. Josh Brolin very much agreed and when I was the person who told him we didn't have any more and he was like, what? And so I like had to like find out what company made the key lime pie because like, oh, we didn't make it in-house. Right. And so I like wrote it down for him and I gave it to him and he was like, oh man, thank you so much. He's very, very nice. And um, so if he ever comes in again, 
I will ask him. Ask about the poem. I'll ask him about the poem. I don't know if he'll give me an answer. He'll probably be like, why are you asking me about that? <laughs> Shit. Hey, because it, it made headlines. People want to know. What's I up know. with the poem? Josh Brolin, what's up with that poem? It's a big question on everybody's minds. Uh, lastly, I just want to say Abbott Elementary has been renewed for season four. That's great. It came back this week. It had a two-part premiere, so it was like 45 minutes of Abbott. And it's still as warm and fuzzy as you left it. It's very funny the reason that uh, Ava gives as to why the camera crews have not been following them for five months. So I just encourage everybody to watch it. It's on Hulu. Abbott is great. And Quinta was in a Super Bowl ad as well. I'm forgetting which one. Oh, I think she was in a TurboTax Super Bowl ad. And so she's making that money. And uh, good for Quinta. Good for Abbott. And I'm good for all of us. Thanks, Quinta, for reminding me that I have to do my taxes. Yes. And we do need to do that. Yeah. We got to be good uh, citizens. Absolutely. We should probably do them before the Beyonce album comes out so we can just focus on editing and getting the video out and reacting. How do you expect me to do all those numbers when I'm quivering in anticipation? <laughs> when I'm going to be sitting there decking my walls out with glue, gluing hay to the walls mm. to be, oh, like the hay in your little... Uh, Hello? Your, uh, he has this, a thing on his wall. They see it in the video. Like, a, like a piece of art that's yes. like silt covered. It's hay. So maybe I was just previewing Act 2 all along. You don't know that I don't know. Act have. two was always within it you. It was always within Act me. Act two was always within us. It really was. The whole time. It really was. Oh, guys. And you know, it, it was within our authentic selves, and our authenticity is quite expensive. <laughs> oh, these all can't be the title. So you can't <laughs> have to stop saying no, all I'm of just these saying, things. Matt, like is there the anything taste. else you'd like to tell the people? <laughs> Uh, probably, but I don't know. I'm tired already because <laughs> there's so much work ahead of us editing all this Beyonce stuff tonight. I know. We've been through it tonight. But uh, yes, we'll be back soon with more TK Mats. Okay, guys. It's Super Bowl Sunday, so why not have a commercial? Yes. Have it be as good as Beyonce's commercial. Well, this commercial is just saying if you enjoy listening to or watching the podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a five-star rating or review. We do only accept five stars only. That is all we can accept. Thank you so much. Uh, and if you really enjoy it, go to patreon.com slash 2 mats and you can become a patron for as little as $5 a month. You can join our Discord and chat with friends you just haven't met yet. And for certain tiers, you actually get to uh, request a review or react of your very own we updated a lot with a lot of patient only content and thank you so much for listening that was a beautiful commercial thank you so much yeah I don't know if it'll be on like the top three for like when you know when people like pick their favorite Super Bowl commercials <laughs> I think it should be absolutely but, like, definitely top five I appreciate it's definitely fourth or fifth in there I appreciate it. we just that. got breaking news from the live stream yes. Kansas City apparently won yes congrats to the Chiefs and that's nice because like when we asked them like two minutes ago who's winning they yes. were like oh San Francisco's winning so it seems like they pulled ahead I'm sure it was very very exciting I'm sure I will it was. not watch it no. but congratulations to everyone involved you all worked very yes, hard. Yes, congrats. But not as hard as Beyonce. No, no one did. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sure their bodies hurt a lot. So. Beyonce's body hurts. Yes, she... of course, but in different ways. In different ways. Yes, I'm sure Beyonce doesn't have like head trauma. Thank, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Thank God. You know, we're, we're wishing everyone the best. Yes. But right now, this is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at 2gmats at gmail.com. Com. Two is spelled T-W-O. Yes. We got a wonderful email from our lovely friend Mars. Uh, Mars, the subject line is Professor uh, Nightmare Professor plus Disability in the Industry. Mm. Hi, Matt. Uh, sorry it's been a long time, no talk, but thank you so much for reading my first email. Uh, all of your advice really helped us out and even settled a debate or two in our friend group. Okay. I come to you with a new dilemma. Well, two, actually. Um, I apologize in advance. This email's a little longer. Uh, in my previous email, I told you I'm a senior in college and my department is formatted to have a year-long capstone course. I am required to be on the pre-production team of one project and attached in some form to another. Due to my skills, this has led me to produce one project and line produce another. She, uh, Mars is a majoring in film. Mm. Uh, under normal circumstances, this would be very exciting. The problem is my professor is an absolute nightmare and has been since her time here began. Yeah. Last semester was my first time taking a class with her, but I've had far more than a handful of stories relayed to me uh, by the capstone course students the year ahead of me and have been able to have more than a handful of stories on my own. Condensed list of her greatest hits. She proposed that me and my girlfriend, the director of the project I'm producing, stage our pitch video like we just had sex, use a loophole to get out of being a mandatory reporter, royally fucked over our film festival and made it inaccessible to a student that was forced to help work on it. What? Was, was adamant that a scene of a woman putting on makeup to go on a date was anti-feminist and when that movie with the scene that made it to the festival bullied the female director into tears and said a film made in her class that she gave half the pre-production time to and still somehow turned out amazing was a misuse of the film medium to the director's face. Gave a friend of mine so much to do and yelled at him so much that he went to the hospital for stress, said a trans writer 
wasn't the right person to tell a trans story. Uh, a whole list of a bunch of stuff. This professor sucks. Okay. Um, because of this, morale in our department is way down. Uh, there have been many half-cooked attempts to get her removed, but they've all failed so far. Have you had any nightmare professors? And if so, what did you do or wish you did? Uh, this is also related to my second question. For context, I was, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis two mm. summers ago. And while it in no way has made me unfit for my line of work, it has led to that stigma being attached to me that I forced myself to work harder to shake it off. Since my diagnosis, I have worked on over 30 film sets. So wow. I know I am not the problem. You go. Yes, oh, my God. Icon. Um, but I am dealing with two things in tandem. My health has been on decline since the new year because of pneumonia, um, and uh, which also calls a refiller of mono. Mm. And at that same time, the project I'm line producing has been failing. I've been focused on one on the one I'm producing, uh, but once I was in the loop, I realized how fucked everything was. But because of my competence being shown in contrast with my producer and my professor's nasty habit of bringing on line producers to shadow produce, I've been tasked with way more than I can handle. Mm. But I'm so scared to have my health be a factor in asking for less to do. I know it's my responsibility as a producer and a teammate to have plans in place should I become unavailable but I didn't want anyone but I don't want anyone to think I'm an invalid and I'm so afraid of all all this is just a taste of what's to come from the industry once I graduate any and all advice is welcome and appreciated I'm so sorry for the long tea filled email but I know if I can trust anyone with the Harry situation it's y'all too yeah Mars do not worry send us whatever problems you got yes um so we've absolutely or I've had some uh, teachers that I don't know I feel like when you major in I mean everyone has teachers that are like rough but like yes. I feel like when you major in the arts you get some some people sometimes that are a little out there sure with, with their aggressiveness yes um I remember there was one time I was a little offended because I was in a class with my boyfriend at the time mm -hmm. and I had to sing like an emotional song uh, to like someone who I was in love with yeah and that when you're like an acting student, I feel like sometimes, and this didn't happen often to me, like all the, the teachers I had like at NYU were really, really wonderful for the most part, mm. really, really great teachers and wonderful people. Um, but one teacher who I do actually really like, uh, uh, like sat my boyfriend in front of me and said, sing to him. Oh my God. And at that point, so I in was front just, of the whole class. Yes. And it's kind of just like, I, I, as an actor, I do like, you know, tapping into like the emotions and everything. But once like someone, say it be a director or like a teacher of some sorts, like tries to like really like get into your personal psyche and know about your personal psyche. Like right. I feel like that is just like, no, 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 no. You have no right. And yeah. therefore I shut down. And that was like <laughs> the only time in class that I can really remember where I was just like, I'm not going to try with this. I'm wow. just going to sing the song because yeah. like, I am talented enough to like imagine a scenario in my head or tap into like whatever real things are in my head, but you don't have to know what those things are. Right. Like acting teachers would say all the time, like really great teachers would say acting is not therapy. Right. Like you need to be able to live your life. So definitely had some, some interesting moments with, with teachers and everything. And you know, not everyone's perfect. Sometimes teachers make mistakes, but it seems like this professor really this, is. I don't know much about the half baked plans to get this person removed. You guys need to fully bake a plan. Sure. Everything you've written here, I think is so beyond the pale inappropriate. We're like, I don't know if you need to go to like the school board or even if you need to like contact a newspaper and tell them what's happening. Like this is beyond unprofessional. It is harmful. It is terrifying. Whatever steps you can take to have this person removed, I absolutely think you should do it. Like I don't think you're being dramatic. I don't think you should just grin and bear it. Like this is like these some of the things you were describing were like forms of abuse, especially like from a person of power with these young, impressionable minds. Like I do not think you should take this lightly and do what I don't know what the steps exactly are for you guys, but make them fully baked and don't stop until this person is gone because this is unacceptable. Yeah, it's unacceptable. And let it be known to like the professor's face. And I mean, there are different ways, like after a semester, like you can like uh, a lot of schools now do like, can you fill out this survey about the class or about the professor? I feel like some schools do that now. Mm. Um, I just remember like, and there was a, this time, I imagine they don't do it as much now, but like acting teachers, like back when I was in like acting school and everything, yeah. they would try to make everything about sex. Mm. Like they would be like, every, you know, the, the subtext of every scene, sex, sex. And I just remember sitting there being like, 
no, it's fucking not. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, that's so old and tired. Right. And I, like, never verbalized that. But I would sit there and just be like, yeah, yeah, sex. All right. I remember one time uh, one of my classmates, he was in a previous, like, acting studio uh, at NYU that was not the acting studio I was in. Right. And he had a teacher that he was talking about his freshman year. Uh, and I did not know this acting teacher. But he said, yeah, freshman year, like, um, I went in being like, I've never had a drink of alcohol and I've, like, never done a drug or whatever. And this acting teacher told me like I'm not allowing you in my class again until you have gotten high this is crazy and, and then he was like yeah so like that night like me and like the kids in my acting class like we all like smoked pot for the first time this wasn't at your school was it this wasn't at NYU Tish this was at Tish this wasn't Cap 21 which okay. is the studio I was in this was another studio and then he transferred into Tish and everyone he was telling this story in acting class and like everyone was cracking up they are like oh it's so funny and I remember just being like was this professor not fired I know like you as a I professor know. cannot pressure this no. like that's absolutely Absolutely uncalled for, like inappropriate, right. insane. There was one professor who had like relations with students. That's I had a and, like, high school teacher who had Ooh, that. Oh, girl. Yes. yes. So I feel like, like we in our time have run across teachers like this. And yeah. I feel like when you're young and uh, you probably are like, uh, I'll just like get a different teacher next to professor. I won't worry about it. X, Y, right. Z. But like I am telling you now, I wish I had done more to yeah. these fucking, because these teachers are not like that impressive when you're their age. You know no, what I'm saying? They're all like people and especially like at NYU, like they're all like, they were like all like artists themselves yeah. who don't really, maybe they're like at a certain point in their career, they don't know how the industry is like moving, how like pro progressing in terms right. of like what is appropriate and stuff. And so it's like, I don't care if like this is what your professor did back however many years ago when we you were in school. This. Like we won't be doing this. And so, and you know what? Like, because I believe it also said in the email that I didn't read that maybe the professor's up for tenure or something like that. And you know what? You it, it, just be aware that like you may try to get this professor like you might bring to light like what the professor is doing to higher ups and everything. Yeah. And kind of just go in knowing like there may be no repercussions right. for it. And that will be very, very frustrating and and upsetting. Um, luckily, it seems like Mars that you're a senior. Yeah. So you only have a couple more months to deal with this. Of course, that is upsetting for people who are right. younger than but you. But at least but even if nothing happens, you'll know that you did your part. Yes, Because this exactly. person should know be that removed you did your part. is a danger. Yeah. And secondly, um, about the second half of your email, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the fact that you have successfully been a part of 30 productions and you're not even out of college, like you are incredible and have nothing to worry about. And to me, it feels like... Being able to say, I may need backup at a point, like yeah. because of the pneumonia, because of my MS, it may come up. I think you're being proactive. I think it would be viewed as more professional, honestly. Completely. Like, I don't think anyone who would look down on you and say, oh, well, they can't hack it, whatever, because of their condition, yeah. is an idiot. If you're like, no, I'm covering all of my bases just in case something flares up because I don't want to leave you in the lurch. Like, I realize... It, it must be uncomfortable and be like, oh, I don't want to feel like this is holding me back. It very much isn't. 30 yeah. movie sets is no joke, but you have to know that, like, at the end of the day, your health is the priority. Yeah. Like, of course, you want to be good in your career. You want to be as capable as possible. But, like, health is number one. And to have those backups in place will just make you feel more comfortable. So if they are needed, they'll be available. Yeah. And to let your professors and everyone else who you're working with in these classes know yeah. um, that this is happening. And, and the thing is, like, you're in film school so there are so many people who aren't already working on this project who want to jump on a project totally. and help you out. You, I mean you can be like hey I can do these tasks I maybe something that's a little more remote that's a little more of like the paperwork aspect of everything right and uh, but if you need help with the physical stuff like being there on set every single day running errands and stuff like that if, if you need someone to help you do that I think it's very professional I think it's way more professional to instead of just like sort of like toughing it out and everything to to yeah. say like these are the exact things I need help doing because right. that shows that you have the foresight to know like what is involved in this project and mm -hmm. what you you can do realistically Absolutely. do so I think whoever you can tell um, and whoever can help you get that help that you need I think will make you seem even more impressive exactly I, I don't think any I think even this nightmare professor would. Be understanding. I, I would that. hope. I don't hopefully, know about them. Hopefully. But yes, I think yeah. you absolutely should should bring it up. So yeah. thank you for the email. I hope everything's going to go great. And by the way, you're just a very impressive person. Completely. And so you, have not, you have less to worry about than you think yeah. you do. Let yourself off the hook. Absolutely. You have worked your ass off. You made it to your senior year of college yeah. at art school, which is a 
pain, <laughs> which is exhausting. Absolutely. And doing all this stuff and still wanting to be involved yes. and this enthusiastic about everything you do. Like that is an amazing, amazing talent. Yes. So, so yeah. All right. Well, um, I saw a film this weekend. Oh my God. If you want to hear about Guys, it. Guys, we are on to giving me moments. Yes. This is section of the podcast where we talk about what gave us life this week. Yes. Matt Steele, do you have a guess as to what I'm going to talk about today? What I mean, I'm assuming an, an Oscar nominated yes. film. Oh God, is it past lives? It is past <gasps> motherfucking lives. Guys, Matt's, when Matt Steele is right, he is right. I sure am. This film is so incredibly moving, so heartbreaking, heart-wrenching. And the, it's a movie that's not like, oh, everything's going to be an action sequence. Everything's like, we're moving the plot along. But like the way that they have built these three characters, which is essentially all it is in the film. Iconic. You have, you know, the the main girl played by Greta Lee and uh, her uh, Korean semi-kid boyfriend that they grew up together and then she moved to America and she has grown up, moved to New York and fell in love and is married. And these are essentially the only three people in this film and the fact that they make them all so human and so lovely. You're seeing what could be seen on the surface as very like, oh, this is the life I should have had I'm stuck with this guy. It's like, no, her current husband. Oh, a prince. Is such a kind and beautiful oh person and like treated with so much respect throughout the film and the scenes with uh, her Korean, you know, ex or whatever and her current husband. That's, sp- spoiler alert, spoiler. That, the breakup scene over Skype, I did not breathe. Devastating. He is so, I mean, she's fantastic too, but he is so Un- in that scene. Unbelievable. Like, yeah, keep going. Like, it's just, I cannot tell you, like, the fact that even if you are not a person who has felt these feelings, like, if you didn't have someone that you were in love with at 12, I didn't. But you still can feel the feeling of longing and, like, if I had made these choices a little bit differently, what would my life be like now? Like, that is the through line of the film. And just being able to spend this much time with these three people, incredible actors and just incredible characters all the way through, I cannot recommend it enough. It was so lovely, heartwarming, and really like sticks with you like it's everybody is treated with such respect and it I don't know I just can't recommend it enough it is a beautiful character study and the performances are excellent and it was just fun to be back in New York and been like well what if I'd stayed in New York (laughs) that's the thing like the move the reason why I love the movie so much is like yeah like on the surface when you see the trailer and I guess like when you like start to watch it you're like oh this is about a movie it's like what could have been if I stayed with this person but it's also like when we're referring to past lives we're not just talking about her ex-boyfriend who like she truly does not know she does not know this man she's also thinking back to like I had this entire life back in Korea when I was younger and then I moved to Canada didn't think about it and I just like somehow this whole new life emerged where like I assimilated to the culture and like step by step slowly like lost touch with my past lives like when she's just like you know I never like speak Korean anymore like and everything and her husband that scene where where her and her husband are in bed together and Mm. he's just like do you know when you talk and you sleep you talk in Korean and I just like and he talks about he's just like it's I I don't know. It makes me feel weird because you make my life so much bigger, right. and yet there is a part of you yeah. that I will never ever know right. because it was like essentially your past life. Yes. That it's just like this life that you no longer know. But you're just like wait, but it was so tangible because I was there. But yet it's so different. It's like when you when I think about like like I don't know high school yeah. or like back when I like did more musical theater. It's, it's like, like that feels like a whole different life, but it was it still me. And like just her realization of that, like at the end, oh, that final moment. Because she's so overwhelmed at that point. There's just like that week. They basically spend a week together with this uh, Korean man who she grew up with. And that week, there just had to be so many emotions going through her body. And like, you just see her at the end and it's just, it's just wild. And I also felt like in that moment, the moment where they're talking, mm-hmm. I almost wanted her and like again, this is kind of a spoil. Not really, because it's you know uh, not a piece that you could really spoil. But I almost wanted her to reassure him more. But like the truth, of the character is like, no, this is this is where I ended up. Yeah. And I almost wanted her to be like, no, I. This is the best thing that could ever happen to me. Like this is my life. And but it's like the way that their romantic relationship progressed. It was a lot of like, 
we're doing things faster than we should be out of necessity. Like, yeah, we're going to move in together because we both want to live in New York and like be roommates, but we'll start a relationship. And like, yeah, we'll get married because you need a green green card. We're in love, but like this is happening more quickly. Like there's no doubt that they're in love with each other and like they have a wonderful marriage. Right. But she's just like, well, I mean, this is just where I ended up. And so he, I felt like him and he's like, but like, are you happy? Like, is this the choice you would have made? Like, if it wasn't me at that writer's retreat, if it was someone else, yeah. would you be lying with him right now? And she's like, what? But I love you. I know. And the answer is essentially like, you don't know. I, like, the there, answer is there, I don't know. There are no official answers ah! to like anything. It's absolutely it's brilliant. And I just love how like unapologetically like poetic the dialogue is, but yes. yet it never feels forced or like weird. Yes, it's or like just fake. or fake or anything. Like it is the most beautiful screenplay. Bless you, Celine Song. Absolutely. That was a the genius. first thing she ever directed. What? First thing she ever I I want to say she wrote like a short film before, but I right. forget. But like the first thing she ever directed. She's and, a genius. And like and when people were just like, how did you get a24 to like read your script and she was just like i just had a good script and they read it <laughs> and they read it and uh, they were like right. here's a bunch of money i mean She's- her husband also is like a screen very successful screenwriter well, so go. it's like good for, her. good for her but just i i will love past lives and it's like i saw it the first time in june and or actually in maybe early june or like mm. end of may or whatever uh and when it was going on i was like oh i really love this i really love this and then it was like a couple days later where i was just like Oh no! This is going to be my favorite movie of the year. Stays with period, you. and so then I saw it again. It stays with you, <laughs> yeah. Because I need to rewatch Holdovers because I did watch it the weekend prior, but I fell asleep. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus Christ! The re-watch. Holdovers is so lovely. It is nice, yeah. from what I recall. Oh yeah, the, the second I saw. the second half though, beautiful. Okay, really, really wonderful. So also, if you want to see Past Lives, it is on Paramount Plus now and available. Oh, it's on Paramount Plus now. That's how I watched okay. it. So Matt Steele, yes. what has been giving you moments? So I also saw a movie. Yes, a we love film. From, a little different from Past Lives. Okay. This one is actually a family film. Oh. And you know I love nothing more than like a movie for a family, for people of all ages yes. that is so smart and so well done. I saw the movie Popular Theory uh, this week. I've never heard of it. It's adorable. Oh. It's um, it's playing in like in a bunch of select cities. I'm, I'm not sure exactly like everywhere it's playing, um, but like check and see if it's available by you. Um, it's called Popular Theory. It is about like a 12-year-old, like 12-ish, 12, maybe going on 13-year-old mm. girl who's a, like a science whiz. She loves science so much. And so she, of course, like pro- like skipped like four grades. Mm. Um, and, you know, she's a little bit of an outcast in the school because she's literally like a baby. Right. <laughs> um, and just only, she doesn't care about making friends. She just likes science. Well, another student comes along who's her age, who is right. also, who also loves science. And they end up working together on this science project. And they come up with an idea of like, what if, like, how can someone, like, become popular when they're totally not? Mm. Um, and so it, a lot of it is people are attracted to, like, certain pheromones that they give off. Like, right. with scent, like, we're attracted to specific scents and everything. And they were just like, what if we, like, concoct this, like, chemical that, like, and we put it inside chewing gum. Mm. And when people chew it, like, they give off pheromones and it immediately makes them popular. Oh. And so they do this experiment on these two, like, big old nerds. Like, one girl's <laughs> obsessed with knitting and the other guy's obsessed with comic books. And these two, like, take the gum and they're, like, they're sort of guinea pigs. And, like, the school just goes into utter chaos. It's so adorable, so much fun. And it's so great for the whole family, like which are are just like the movies that I always love. Right. But like my theater, like everyone was cracking up in the theater. Oh, like even like the older people who were right. there. Like it, it, there was something to enjoy for everyone. So everyone check it out. It's really really great. Really adorable. The performances are great. And like for just like a a, a movie that you would is just like oh it's a simple family movie. Visually really cool. Like there are so many transitions like in and out of every scene that are really cool. Like we're like flying into like the wall and then suddenly we're like on a field, like Mm. just really like, you know, I'm a sucker for like movement in film and like pace and stuff like that. And like a cool transition, like visually, like I really loved it as well. Like it was really great. Popular theory available now. Available now. Yeah. Well guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. It was a moment. (laughs) It was really, it was a lot. We didn't see all of this coming tonight. The night is not over yet. Cause I got, to not. edit these Beyonce videos or We've, the one Beyonce video. Yes. And I have to, lots of work after this essentially. But thank you so much for listening and for watching. We'll be back next week with more 2K Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.